Father God, we thank you this morning for your word that is forever settled in heaven. We declare that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you for your mercies that endure it forever. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We honor and appreciate you. We give you all the praise and the glory for your wonderful kindness and mercies and tender loving kindness unto the sons of men. Thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. Teach us by your spirit. Let the anointing that makes teaching and preaching and ministering to your people come and makes it easy. And let all of us live here blessed. And let your people return all the glory to you. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Say amen. amen. Many people have stopped praying because they feel that prayer is not working. How many of you know that prayer works? Say that with me. Prayer, prayer. Works. works. So this morning we're going to have a Bible study. Is that okay with you? Yes. All right. Did you get a handout? Yes. Write the word or write the vision. Make it plain. Let's read uh, our introductory uh, passage out of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 1, 2, 3. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 1 and 2 and 3, or verses 1 and 2 and 3. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now flip over to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15. If you find it, say, I found it. Well, let's read together one to go. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Did you see that? Huh? Did you see that? Huh? God says you should call. In Deuteronomy, in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, says call. In Psalm 91, cross-reference, verse 15, he's giving you the guarantee that if you call, he will answer. But you've got to place that call. And God's telephone number, therefore, is Jeremiah 333. It never, ever fails. You never get an engaged tone. Battery never runs down. He's always the one who answers. You don't need to go through any operator or any answering machine or computer. God is always answering prayer. Say amen. amen. Prayer is a wonderful thing. Many of us have quit on praying because we believe that prayer that God doesn't answer prayers. God still answers prayers. Say that with me. How many of you have had prayers answered by God? You cried to God and he answered? Let me see your hand real high. Now, how many of you have, have prayed and God didn't answer? Or you felt that he didn't answer when you expected for him to answer? With, uh -huh. Do you know that God, every prayer that you and I have prayed since we were born again, that have not been answered will be answered. Amen. Amen. Uh, when he spoke that to me, I was so happy. And I thought you were going to be excited, but since you're not, uh, let me look for something else that will make you excited. 
Well, you were not excited as I was when I No, no, just think of all the prayers you prayed, all the tears, all the cries, all the offerings, all the seeds, everything you've done, fasting, all the shame, all the reproach, all the embarrassment, all the struggles you've had, all the very just, just horrible things that you've gone through and that you've whispered prayers to God. You didn't pray long. You didn't pray loud. Some you prayed with tears. Some you prayed just in a, in a, in a hurry. Some you prayed crying. Some you prayed laughing. Some you prayed in the church. Some at the job. Some in the car. Some when you're so mad. He said every one of them is about to be answered. The good ones. That's good news. I think we should just go home. That's good news. Huh? Now, some of you are like, well, Pastor, I can't remember what I prayed. I know I just kept praying. How many of you have prayed different types of prayers just to get him to move and he still didn't move? Uh, The reason why we pray different types of prayers to get God to move is that we have not discovered the wonders of prayers. There are wonders of prayers. There are benefits. Prayer is beautiful. Prayer is wonderful. Prayer is awesome. Prayer is life-changing. Prayer is the oxygen of Christians. Prayer is, I'm looking for the words to describe it. Prayer is pretty. Prayer is handsome. Prayer is cute. Prayer is, 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 is more powerful than money. Prayer is more powerful than anything else. And the joyful thing I've learned about prayer is that prayer is not only for rich people. Prayer is not only for poor people. Prayer is not only for blind people or sick people. Prayer is not only for those who have it going for them. Prayer is not only for those who are desperate. Prayer is not only, prayer is and should be aware of life. I'm also aware that many of us are discouraged because we've been praying and praying and praying and God is not answering. Perhaps there are reasons why God is not answering. Would you like to know some of them? Maybe it's not time. Just maybe it's not time. Number two, maybe you're asking wrongly. Maybe you're asking wrongly. Number three, maybe you're not asking for the right purpose. Maybe you're asking because you want to show people that you also can buy that car and also hook up with that husband and also get that house. Perhaps, I'm not trying to accuse, maybe because you're asking with the wrong attitude. Uh, two days ago, I was ministering to a lady who was telling me, but God, I'm serving God. Why is God doing this to me? I'm a pastor's wife. Why is God not answering me? What is it? What else does he want me to do? I said, lady, that's the worst way to go to God. Instead of saying to him, what else does he want me to do? Why don't you say to him, you're just awesome. You've answered Anna, answered Mary, answered all these people. I know you, you're working on my own case. Yes. Change your attitude. And then he'll respond to you. So a wrong attitude can be a reason why God is not answering. This is the one that I was telling us back in the room. Many of us are not being answered because when he answered us, we forgot him. It's very easy to forget God. When people are desperate, they run to church. God is often the last option for many of us. Not the first option. If we have the money, we don't go to God. If we have the health, we don't go to God. If we have the job, we don't go to God. If we don't have any enemies, we don't go to God. If we're not under threat, we don't go to God. If the car is paid for, the house is paid for, there's a husband and wife and children and money and good clothes in the closet, we don't go to God. We go to God as a last measure when things go bad. So God is our final backup guy. The guy you call in to fix the computer when you've done everything and it's not working. 
Maybe, that's why he's not answering. Maybe some of us, he's not answering us because the last time he answered us, we got the breakthrough, we slept in church like I've seen it even in this church. When they're desperate, they sleep in church. I'm the most handsome pastor in the world. My wife thinks so too, but I don't think so. I'm cute. I speak good. I preach good. Everything is great. They beg me to open up those doors for them. But as soon as they get their breakthrough, work, money, schedule, golf, tennis, swimming lessons, keep them away. It's harder to maintain success than to attain success. And I'll see why God doesn't bless many in a hurry. Because the last time he answered us in a hurry, we left him in a hurry. God enjoys answering prayer, but he also enjoys us more when he answers us and we are with him. Because the higher you go, the bigger a target you become. If a leaf falls from four feet, if a leaf falls from if this sheet of paper falls from this height to the floor, nobody notices. But if it falls from a skyscraper up in the sky, 95th floor, everybody will see it falling. Well, a lot of people will see it falling. Are you hearing me, somebody, this morning? I pray that God will not let us fall. And prayer is, the, prayer is the power that sustains Christians. Now, let's go through our schedule and um, let you go home. What is prayer? Number one, prayer is crying and talking to God. Prayer is crying and talking to God. Prayer is not when words are said nicely and professionally. Do you know that when babies are crying, they're talking to God? Yeah, when babies are crying, they're talking to God. And God answers quickly because sooner or later, you, run, you come running with your feeding bottle. They pray. Sooner or later, you come with a fresh diaper. They're talking to God, and God hears them faster than he hears the parents because they are helpless and they need help. Prayer is crying and talking to God. Number two, prayer is not relying on self, not relying on personality, but relying on divinity. Prayer is reaching out. To the one higher than you. And saying I need help. Somebody say help. help. I can't hear you. Help. Number three. Prayer is petitioning. And asking God for a specific thing. Prayer is asking God for specific help. Number four. Prayer is hearing and receiving. Notice that in, verse, in number one it says prayer is talking to God. Point number four, prayer is receiving and hearing from God. God may not give you money. He may give you the concept or the idea on where to get the money. God may not give you money, but he may show you where to go get the job. Prayer is, when God answers prayers, he answers in different ways. Prayer is hearing and receiving from God. How many of you know that everything you have, God gave you? I didn't see your hand. I saw only one hand. Are you talking this morning to me? Yes. Everything you have, God gave to you. Amen. Say that with me. Everything I have. Oh, now I can, I can feel you now. Say it again. Now say it like you're really mad. Everything. God gave to you. Friends. Joy health, 
beauty, hair, strength, relationships, connection, even your pastor. All right. Praise the Lord. So God is a giver, correct? Many people don't pray because they feel that God is a punisher or God is a stingy withholder. God is a giver. God is a generous giver. Yeah, should I say it again? Look, put, look for Ephesians 3.20 for us. God is a generous giver. My cup runneth over. You ask him for a cup full. He gives you a saucer full. Everything God gives, he gives excessively. If you can get him to give. Have you ever seen some people so loaded with money, you're like, God, this is a mistake. Anybody? Yes. Yeah, but they're loaded now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's God for you. Have you ever seen anybody so anointed, you wonder if they eat? Yes. Huh? Yes. Anointing. It gives. Yes. Have you ever seen somebody so handsome that you wonder if they ever go to the bathroom? <laughs> huh? God is a giver. Have you ever seen anybody so pretty that you wonder if they ever eat at all? Wave at me. Oh, some of you are not still, still at home. Touch your neighbor. Tell them, wake up, wake up. God is a giver. Look at it, Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, not exceedingly, Exceeding abundantly above all, above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Look at the underline that word, ask or think. You can think your prayers, you can speak your prayers. You can write your prayers. You can cry your prayers. You can even weep your prayers. You can give your prayers through giving. You can fast your prayers. And you can praise your prayers. Prayer is one tool that God has given us to use freely and in as many ways as we desire or wish. When it comes to prayer, that is the only time God has given the Christian a blank check to fill it out. As above all that we ask or think, Above all, say above all, say it again, above all that we ask or think. You have not because you think not and you ask not. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do you know that God is watching your thinking and my thinking? Waiting to see the thinking that lines up with his thoughts. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. For God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he should repent. Have I not said it? You have not because you ask not. Mm. As the deer panted for the water brook. So... Panteth my heart after deep, calleth unto the deep. Mm. Glory be to God. So you must make up your mind to use prayer in diverse ways. The way I can describe it is the way a woman uses a knife in the kitchen. There is no kitchen that does not have a knife. Any kitchen that doesn't have a knife is not a kitchen, it's a canteen. She has a knife for the veggies. She has a knife for the fruit. She has a knife for the salad. She has a knife for the carving. 
of the turkey. She has a knife for the big chunk of beef, for those of you who still eat beef. She has a knife for the bony part, for those of you who still eat good neck. <laughs> I'm not looking at anybody. If you want to fight, go to the parking lot after the service. I'll be in my office. Praise God to pray for you. After you fight, I pray for healing. <laughs> and that the bleeding should stop. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Can you imagine a kitchen without a knife? You cannot. Can you imagine a Christian without prayer? I can. The average pastor, not Christian, the average pastor in America prays for eight minutes per day. Prayer is dying in the world. It's not only in America. Prayer is being replaced by motivational speaking. Prayer is becoming a tedious work. Prayer is becoming burdensome. People will rather leave a prayer meeting and go to a fashion show. If we forsake prayer, we forsake a great part of our destiny. Say God forbid. Prayer, according to our schedule, is thanking God. Well, number E is a heart-to-heart -heart meditation with God. Tears and groans and wishes and longings are parts of our prayers. One day, let me just give you a very simple example about what we think. One day I was thinking, oh, it would be nice to have a, a new winter jacket, just you know, just a nice winter coat. Just thinking it. I'm still, oh, you know, it'd be nice. I could see myself in it. Oh, it'd be nice. Oh, you know, yeah. And the phone rang, and a friend of mine said, Pastor Chuzu, yeah, yeah. What are you going to be doing this evening? Oh, well, I'm here. What do you have in mind? Oh, do you mind if I stop by from work to pick you up? God spoke to me to go buy you a winter jacket. I said, oh my goodness, I should have thought of a big car or something, winter jacket. I said, that's fine. Somebody else called and said, Pastor Chusey, when you come to our state, I want to go buy you a winter jacket. Well, the second one, when I got there, I got greedy. I looked for the $1,000 winter jacket. I didn't know that all you had to do was just go to Burlington Coke factories. Just ask for the money and then keep some for But God answers the thoughts of people. So be careful what you think. Prayer is thanking God in different ways. What is prayer? Prayer is sowing of financial seeds. I want you to put up Acts chapter 10 for us. I want you to see that. Where somebody is giving, it also said it in Matthew 6. When you give, when you fast, when you pray. A man called Cornelius, Acts 10, was praying, but he did something and God responded. So when, do you know, look at me, do you know that when you give your offering, you're praying? Huh? You didn't know that. How many of you knew that when you gave your offering, that was your prayer? Okay, how many of you now know that when you give your offering, that's your prayer? Huh? Do you know that your offering talks? Yes. Huh? Yes. How does it talk? Where do you get money from? From where you work, correct? Yes. Huh? Yes. So they buy you, they buy your life and give you money, correct? Yes. Huh? Yes. They buy eight hours or 10 hours or 16 hours, God help you. And they give you money, right? Yes. Huh? Yes. So if they buy you for 16 hours, and they give you $10 an hour, 
Those, 10, those 16 hours you're with them, can you also be somewhere else? God help you if you can. You know, like signing here and go over there and have somebody cover for you. Please, if you're doing that, that is not praying. That's burning your candle at both ends. God will just, exp- anyway, I'm sure there's nobody like that here. But um, when they employ you and you're working, how many of you know that it's your life that is going? Huh? Yes. And so you, what is your life? Your sweat. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes. Have you heard somebody say my uh, uh, hard-earned money yes. or my sweat? Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes, yes. Huh? Yes. So when you give your offering, what are you giving? Your sweat. Where does your sweat come from? Your, your blood. Your sweat comes from your blood. Yes. So when you give your money, what are you giving? Huh? You're giving your sweat and your blood and what? What is your blood? What is your blood? Uh, yeah, 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 life, yeah. Mm. So when you give your offering, what do you give? Talk to me. Your sweat. Your time. Huh? Many of you know that every second you're growing older. Don't don't mind the mirror now. The mirror messing with you. So when you give your money, what do you give? Okay, so when you give your offering, where is your offering from? From your job, from your income, correct? So when you give your offering, what are you giving? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So when your offering comes before God, where does it say it's coming from? Huh? When you give to God, what does God see? He sees you who gave it. Huh? So your offering talks. Say my money talks before God. Correct? So when you give, what does your money say? I'm from, and I represent her. Thank you. I represent her life, her blood, her sweat, her tears, her pains, and her needs. So giving is a form of prayer. Please put it back on the screen for us. Thank you. Prayer, giving is a form of prayer. Say that with me. Say it again. Now say that with me. Giving is the highest form, is one of the highest forms of prayer. Say that with me. There are three highest forms of prayer. Get your pen quickly. Three never failing highest forms of prayer. Number one, worship is the highest form of prayer. Number two, giving sacrificially, sowing seeds, is a high form of prayer. Number three, I'm waiting on you. Number three, thanking God, thanksgiving. I didn't say fasting, I didn't say binding the devil. Those, these are the high-level forces that never fail. You can add fasting to number one, number two. When you're fasting, you're saying, I give up my $3 meal as an offering to God. That's why fasting buys you what money cannot buy you. Because if you give up 30 days of breakfast, you're saying, okay, Father, uh, $5 per breakfast times 30, that's $150 I give to you. So fasting is a form of offering, is also a form of prayer. Are you learning anything this morning? Say fasting is a form of prayer. And say fasting is a form of giving. Which one do you prefer? All right, say prayer. 
Now, this morning, I had a very strange visitation, and uh, I want to, the Lord said, make sure you share with the people, I had to write it down, what God gave to me to share with you. It's not often that I have such an encounter like I had this morning. Seek my face all over again, saith the Lord. Worship me and fall in love with me all over again. I raise many to finance, sponsor, and sustain my work, but they have forsaken me. I will pull them down and stop them and strip them of their wealth, for all wealth is of me, saith the Lord. Worship me, saith the Lord. Spend time in my presence, for I love you. I will bless you and use you mightily, saith the Lord. Do not be moved by what you will begin to see and hear all over the world, saith the Lord. For my hand is moving, My wind will soon begin to blow, saith the Lord. As many as will obey, I will bless, love, and preserve, and prosper, saith the Lord. May God bless this prophetic word in Jesus' name. Did you get anything out of it? Write this down. Number one, seek God. All over again. Seek God all over again. Number two, worship Him all over again. Number three, some things are about to happen on the earth. Do not be afraid. Number four, He's about to bless those. He has decided to bless in a mighty, mighty way. How many of you are expecting some serious blessings? Well, get ready. There's going to be more darkness in Egypt. And there's going to be more light in Goshen. We will eat the best of the land. While darkness is spreading. Get ready. Something is about to shift. And it's going to shift in our favor. Amen. Shout shift three times. Amen. All right, let's go to the uh, focus of our study this morning. The wonders of answered prayer. I'll pick just a few and I urge you to go home and study them. How many of you know that when God answers your prayers, oh my goodness, it is so good? Huh? Many of you are really happy when God answers your prayers. Okay, how many of you know that God, there is a way you can get God to answer all your prayers all the time? Huh? Do you want to know? Okay, let's, next Sunday we look at it. There is a way to make God answer all prayers all the time. And let me boast in the Lord. I know how God, how to make God answer my prayers all the time. Amen. So, next Sunday, I'll give you some. If you come, if you don't come, I keep it in my house. Amen. Nothing is frustrating as praying and getting no answers. True. It is very, it is so unnerving. Do I have time to explain to you what, what, Frustration in prayer can do to people? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yes. Huh? Yes. Frustration in prayer, number one, makes you lose your confidence. Mm -hmm. You don't want to pray no more because you're not sure. You say, I don't know if he's going to answer because, man, I know. Prayer that is not answers makes you lose your confidence. Number two, it makes you doubt God. It makes you doubt God. Number three, it makes you blame somebody. 
mother-in-law, father-in-law, sister-in-law, anybody. When God doesn't answer prayer, it makes you blame somebody. Number four, when God doesn't answer prayer, it makes you hate prayers. You dislike it. And sooner or later, you, you begin to dislike God's house. Number five, when prayer is not answered, you become jealous of those he's answering. When they come out to testify, you're like, mm, 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 here we go again. When God answers your prayers, you don't even notice the jealous ones. You're just on a high. I see somebody entering a season of answered prayers. I didn't hear you. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Number six, when prayer is not answered, the word of God becomes faded and jaded. Faded and jaded because the word is not, you know, I don't know if the book is a real book, the living book, or just a book I bought at Walmart. The Bible is not another book. It is the book. Mm. Number seven, when prayer is not answered, testimonies dry up. Because you ain't got nothing to testify about. I see somebody breaking forth seriously. I'm not saying it to make you feel good. I see somebody breaking forth seriously. In Jesus' mighty name. I mean, you're talking, you're about to enter the best season of answered prayers in your life. Now, write this down. Prayer is the number one thing that people want to learn about. Teaching on prayer is never enough. Notice that I had to write down my notes and share my notes to you, with you rather, so that you can understand the importance of our time. This is not just an offering today. This is life. Prayer is life to the Christian. Many of you know that prayer is power. Huh? More prayer, more power. Say that with me. I'm not talking of, uh, uh, please listen to this. Do not give yourself a prayer deadline or assignment that you cannot fulfill. Set small targets when you're praying. Should I explain to you? Should I explain it? Don't say, I'm going to pray for three hours tomorrow morning. And then you pray for three minutes and you feel guilty. Oh, I'm going to fast for seven days from tomorrow, Monday. Oh, I'm going to shake heaven. Don't shake heaven. You live there. If you shake heaven, you will fall off. <laughs> he said, we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're seated with him. If you shake it, we'll push you off. I'm not ready to go off. Praise the Lord. Huh? Are you still here? Huh? Are you sure? When God wants to encourage a man or a woman, he gives you immediate answers to prayer. When he wants to encourage you, he gives you immediate answers. When God wants to empower you, he gives you delayed answers. I had to give you the cookie first before I gave you the... (laughs) When God wants to empower you. (laughs) And Israel prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for 400 years. And then God sent a deliverer. I learned prayer through suffering. Through frustration and through difficulty. Have you noticed that people pray better when they're going through? Talk to me. When you're having a challenge, don't you pray? Some of you sleep in your closet these days. And God is so happy that you're sleeping there. Because now he has all of you to himself. You can roll your eyes at me if you want. I don't care. I'm just talking. That's why God locked you up there. God, when he wants to hear your voice, will put you in a closet with no doors or windows. When a baby is born and the baby doesn't scream, what do the nurses do? 
Uh -huh, they say this one is healthy. Welcome to human life. Can you imagine a, the first greeting a baby gives us is, wah, wah, wah. Whether it's cold or warm, I don't recall, but I know that I was not glad to come out. He was so comfortable. Because I'm like, ooh. And if you refuse, they smack you. Can you imagine your first minute being slapped? That is life. Mm. So, somebody says, wow. <laughs> so, prayer is being slapped by God. He said, let the, he said, let the soul that you have smitten. See, we don't talk about that. And he punched his son and beat him into pulp on the cross of Calvary and refused to answer him. Why? That he may die and bring forth life. Many of you pray when you have money and things are going well, you really fast and pray. I mean, you have money, real money, not tax refund, I mean talking real money. <laughs> How many of you pray real hard when you have real money, like, you know, a couple of, you know, not... Especially unexpected money. I mean, real money. How many of you go on a fast right away and say, Father, oh, I seek your face. Please lead me on what to do with this money. And Father, if this money is not from you, take it back. Many of you pray like that. <laughs> how many of you, <laughs> let's be real, how many of you go shopping when money comes? See? Okay, how many of you pray and fast when you're broke? See? <laughs> now, how many of you get money when you fast and pray? Listen to this. Please get your pen. <laughs> Fasting and praying does not bring money. Stop wasting your food. Go eat. Fasting and praying, well, not does not, plural, do not bring money. Fasting and praying do not bring money. Stop looking so lean because you're broke. The fact that you're broke is enough trouble to cause you to lose weight. This is what, see, write this down. You must use the right prayer for the right need. Are you learning anything this morning? We're using the wrong knife, the knife for orange to cut an orange to cut a good neck. It's not going to work. If it's going to work, it's going to work after the people have gone to bed. Because they, they starve and then they get tired go to sleep. You can't use the knife for salad to go cut um, the knife for bread to go cut uh, uh, um, huh? Oh, just, you can't use it to go cut, uh, uh, what is that rib thing that you people eat? The spare ribs and barbecue ribs, yeah, yeah. No, it's the wrong method. When you're looking for money, should I show you how to get money? Use money to look for money. Don't use prayer to look for money. Stop wasting your stomach. I know I won't hear any amen to that. <laughs> When the sinners, when people who are unbelievers in the world look for money, do they go to fast? Does Bill Gates fast when he's looking for money? You, inv huh? you invest money to get money. You sow seed to get harvest. You don't fast. If you fast over money, you're fasting and binding the devil to stop taking your harvest. If you've sown and the harvest is delayed, then you go into warfare to remove the blockage to your harvest. Amen. You don't fast them to make God. God has given us money. It's now left for us to connect with it. If you hear him, he say amen. amen. Am I making any sense? Amen. All right. Wonders of answered prayer. Oh, answered prayer is so good. How many of you have had real answers to prayer? Wave at me. I mean, real answers to prayer. How many of you want more answers to prayer? Oh, goodness me. I'm number one. 
What does answer to prayer do to us? Number one, answers to prayer show that God hears and answers prayer. Number two, when God answers us, answers us, it silences the enemy and all his tricks. When God delivers us and heals us, the enemy is silenced because you cannot beat a man who has results. You cannot beat a man who gets answers. We don't need to tell you to praise God when you have answers because we can see it. Do you know why some people don't want to go to church no more? No answer to prayers. They're angry with God and they pray the wrong prayers. Write this down. You cannot pray the right prayers and not get results. So let's go back to the school of prayer this week. There are ways to pray to get answers. Folks, what I'm trying to do for you is to remove frustration for you in the place of prayer so that you'll be breaking forth left, right, and center as you wish in prayer. Say from now on, watch out, devil. Oh, I'm going to be getting some serious answers in prayer. Will that be your portion? Say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Now shout amen. Amen. Answers to prayer. Number three, show that God rewards seekers. Isaiah 35 verse 6. I want us to look at that. I know it looks like a Tuesday Bible study, but we need to study the word of God. How many of you find this useful this morning? Praise the Lord. If you like it, I'll be sharing my notes with you every Sunday. If you will not put it in the back of your car and just let the wind blow it off, if you will scan it, save it, put it in your phone, your iPad, iPod, whatever, and you can go back to it once again. And then you can use it in prayer and say, God, this is what you said. This is what you said, 14 things you will do in prayer. God, prove your word. Come on, somebody. Isaiah 35, verse 6. God answers prayer. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart and the tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams in the desert. Wow. Number three, number four, joy is multiplied when God answers prayers. You say, ask until your joy be full. Ask until your joy overflow. God enjoys answering us. And guess what? When he answers us, others also share in answered prayers. Amen. Amen. Number five, answered prayers release testimonies. I love testimonies. Why? Because it shows me that if God did it for one, he would do it for me. Number six, answers answers to prayer enlarge faith and give us confidence. Number seven, answers to prayer draw us to God. Number eight, answers to prayer, silence, mockers. First Samuel, let's read that. First Samuel, and see how God answers. You don't need to answer people who are mocking at you. Just get your breakthrough and they will be silenced. I see somebody getting breakthroughs in prayer in the name of Jesus. Say amen. Amen. Look at that. First Samuel chapter 1. Let's pick it up from verse 1. And there was a certain man of Ramathavuzovim, or whatever, of Mount Ephraim. I really don't like this man. And I'll show you why. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephratite from Ephraim. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went out, up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. 
And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered a gift to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters, portions. That's why I don't like him. Verse 5, which is my main reason. But unto Anna he gave a worthy portion. He gave to this woman and all her sons and daughters. And gave to Hannah only one portion. But the Lord has shut up her womb. Underline that. Who shut up her womb? Uh, this is not a mother-in-law or sister-in-law. God himself closed up her womb. Why? For a purpose. For a time. Who closed Elizabeth's womb? God. Why? So that John the Baptist will be born at the right time in order for Jesus to be born at the right time. Mm. It's better to have a David than to have seven sons of Jesse that we don't know where they ended up. There are sons and there are sons. There are daughters there are daughters. May God make you number one in your father's house. Mm. There is quality and there is quality and quantity. Mm. It's better to have a David than to have an Absalom. Mm. Mm. It's better to have an Esther than to have a Tamar who had to go and dress like a prostitute to have her father-in-law give her a baby. Mm. <laughs> Praise God. And so this woman, God closed her womb. And look at verse 6. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord has shut up her womb. Notice that it was repeated in verse 5 and verse 6. And God answered. Put up amplified version of verse 6, please. Thank you. This woman got on this lady. This embarrassed and grieved Hannah and her rival provoked her greatly to vex her because the Lord had left her childless. Mm. Embarrassed her provoked her, vexed her, insulted her, harassed her, intimidated her, frightened her, got on her case year to year to year. And God, the one who sits high and listens low, was listening and watching. Was listening and watching. Say that with me. Was listening Again. Again. And did nothing about it for a time. And did nothing about it for a time. In Exodus, they were oppressing the children of Israel. Exodus 1 from verse 8. By the time we get to verse 14, Exodus 1, 14, and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. Made their lives bitter with hard bondage. And God still didn't move until the fullness of time. I feel it strongly in my heart that God is about to answer your mockers. Please, when I say these things, I'm not saying them because I feel like making you feel good. You may not say amen because it's not for you, but there is somebody it is for. They've mocked at you for too long. Amen. They've jeered at you for too long. Amen. Now, remember he told me what I preach is what he will confront with signs and wonders. Amen. God is about to reply your enemies amen. in a way that will shut them down forever. In the name of Jesus. And look what God did. 
after God answered Hannah, go back to 1 Samuel chapter 1. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Samuel 2, 5. 1 Samuel 2, 5. How many minutes was I given in the first place? 1 Samuel 2, 5. They that were full have hired out themselves for bread. Those who were full are now begging for bread. And they that were hungry ceased, so that the barren had borne seven. And she that had many children is works feeble. Wow. Somebody said uh, that Hannah gave birth to six children. She gave birth to Samuel, and she gave him to God, and she had five more children. So how come the Bible said she gave birth to seven? Well, the seventh one is Jesus, the Messiah. Hmm. She was speaking and seeing Jesus coming down the road. Praise God forevermore. Amen. Prayers, when they answered, they silenced the enemy. Number, let's speak the final one, number 14. I think I've given you some. When God answers prayers, financial destiny is established. In Genesis 12, 3, God told Abraham, I'll bless you and you will be a blessing. I am writing a book called Money is Beautiful. I'm thinking of changing the title to Money is Very Cute. I'm looking for a word stronger than cute. Nothing makes Christian life so frustrating as answered prayers with no money. If we're going, let's balance this and then we close. Hear my argument now, please. If we're just going to have to go by answered prayers, then every African pastor would be a millionaire today in Africa. Oh, they pray in Africa like machines. I have seen people pray for 17 hours. Well, I've not seen them because I don't have 17 hours to stand and watch somebody pray. But I've heard that they can pray for 17. One pastor told me he prayed for seven, prays for 17 hours on one spot. 17 hours? I said, brother, more anointing to you. 17 hours, I still had to give him money. Mm -hmm. 17 hours, and he's dancing. I have seen people praying and sleeping. Praying. But they are sleeping. Prayer is so deep in their spirit. They're praying and sleeping comfortably. And I've had a few occasions that I'm sleeping, I know I'm sleeping, and I'm praying. I frightened a guy one time, he drove me to New York, and I told him that I'm going to be praying for him, and I'm going to be sleeping. So I sat in front, and I went to sleep, and I was praying. He kept watching. He saw my lips were moving. He pulled over and said I scared him. And uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> what was this? He never seen or heard of it. How can you be praying and be sleeping at the same time? I said, well, prayer can get that deep into your spirit. But prayer is not the only thing. There are things that make God answer us. Mm. Praising him. Forgiving people. Loving people. Seeking to please him. Winning souls. Getting less irritable. Nobody is as touchy as Christians, especially born-again Pentecostal tongue-talking Christians. We're too touchy, we're too, too sensitive, we're too, 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 we complain too much. We know too much. Other, other Christians don't complain like we do. We see too many faults and too many weaknesses and too many, and we talk. 
Huh? There are certain things I found that as I grow older that human beings are human beings. Huh? Many of you know that even the Pope has to shower himself. Huh? Okay. You don't believe that maybe he has somebody to shower. How many of you know that no matter how powerful the Pope is, nobody can go to the restroom for him? Huh? Are you still here? So there are certain things that are human, natural, that go with life. Did you get that? Okay. Now let me say this. There are certain answers that come with life. Should I explain that? Should I explain that? I'm just talking to you this morning. There are certain prayers you don't need to pray. When the time for them to come to pass comes, they will come to pass. Should I give you an example? You don't need to pray for the baby in the womb to grow. Have you ever seen any woman saying, oh, baby, I want you to start growing grow an ear now. Pastor, I want you to pray now. I want my baby to grow an eye. It is given. Huh? Yes. Huh? Yes. When you sow a seed in the ground, you go pray over it that it should sprout and grow? No. Automatically. This is my point. Learn to save your prayer energy by praying about things that matter. Yeah, not things that don't matter. There are things that don't matter. Should I share some with you? Stop praying for material things. Cars and houses and lands. It says it is your father's good pleasure to give you all these things. Mm. Is that good? Look for how to please him to get his attention. Praise the Lord. Shall we stand? Did you learn anything this morning? How many of you are going going back to prayer now? Knowing that he answers prayer. Lift your hands and thank him for answered prayers. And that he is a God who answers prayers. Thank you, Father, that you're a God who answers prayers. We give you praise and glory for the prayers you've answered in the past, for the ones you're answering now, and for the ones you're yet to answer. Father, I ask this morning for open heavens. Every prayer that your children will pray this morning, or that they have prayed in the past, or that they are yet to pray, please answer us speedily in the name of Jesus. Don't let us quit, don't let us faint. And let us grow weary. Help us to grow stronger in the place of prayer in the name of Jesus. Do you have any prayer this morning? Do you have any prayer request? Many of you want to talk to God about something. For the next two minutes, just close your eyes, lift your hands and tell him, Jesus, just tell him, Father, in the name of Jesus, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm asking for answers. I'm asking for immediate answers in the name of Jesus. Focus now because everything we teach on, he answers. What do you want him to do for you this morning? In what way do you want him to answer? In what way do you want him to move? What is it? that you've prayed about and you've been feeling that he's not answered, talk to him this morning. You may not know how to say it. Just say it like you feel it. Father God in heaven, the preacher said you answer prayers. This is what I want you to do for me. This is where I'm struggling. This is where I'm hurting. This is where I'm in pain. This is where I'm at a loss. I need help. I need your help. I want to experience the wonders of answered prayers. I want to experience the wonders of breakthroughs. Father, don't let my faith grow weak. I need for you to answer me desperately. By this 
Shall I know that God is for me? For he answers me. Ask for grace to love him. Ask for grace to love those who are unlovable. Ask for grace to forgive those who have hurt you. And those who have disappointed you and not pleased you. And ask God for grace to touch those who you hurt that they may also forgive you even as you forgive others. Ask God for open heavens. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. We give you all the praise and the glory. Thank you, Almighty God. Blessed, blessed be your name. We receive grace, we receive strength in prayer. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Say amen like you mean it. Amen. Father, this morning we return all the praise and glory to you. Thank you for answered prayers. As we go, go with us. Please let there be results. Let there be answers. Let there be testimonies. All those who are weeping and crying, please bring them out of captivity. And please don't let them forget you. Thank you, Father. We're very grateful to you. Be thou exalted. And those who have prayed through fasting, giving, sowing, crying, writing prayer requests, texting it, emailing it, documenting it, journaling it, in whatever form or format that they've written and communicated to you, the thoughts and meditations of our hearts, Father, let all of them be acceptable before you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord.